0: Hey, have you ever thought about how challenging it can be if the business climate changes? Well, on today's show, Mitch Ginsburg is going to share his story with us. Uh, Mitch owned a mortgage company that went uh, kind of belly up during the 2008 downturn. It actually caused him to re-ideate and re-change his business and ended up launching a whole new product that he's going to share that he's had for the last eight years that is changing the commercial lending loan cycle. So stay tuned for the show and we'll see you here in a minute. Hey, everybody, it's Jeff here once again with the Freedom Nation podcast. And today's going to be a fun show. I've got Mitch Ginsburg on and he is a commercial. He basically owns a software company that matches up commercial loans with borrowers and finds the best deal. And he's got a wonderful story to tell about that and how he got to that point. So, Mitch, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate
2: it, Jeff. Thanks for I'm having so me. So
0: glad to have you on here really interested in your story. So why don't we get kicking off with that? It's obvious, you know, you came from South Texas. And-
2: yeah, deep South, very very South Texas. <laughs> so- yeah, as, well, as you can hear from from South, South Africa, born and raised, educated there, and um, arrived in the United States uh, back in the in the mid-80s. Uh, okay. Back in South Africa, I was with Arthur Young and company, a big international CPA firm. Joined Leventhal and Horwath when I arrived here. Practiced for about a year and figured out pretty quickly I wasn't cut out to be a CPA. Uh, So got um, nothing against CPAs, just wasn't for me. And then um, got into commercial, uh, not commercial, residential lending, built up a residential mortgage bank over 25 years. And then oh eight rolled around. Uh, We were in probably three of the four worst hit states. We were in Arizona. California, Nevada, and then we're in Texas and a few other states, but those three were just devastating. I mean property values dropped in some cases sixty percent mm-hmm. uh we were the, we were we banked the loans, obviously we sold the loans off to the secondary market stephanie and Freddie. but but the results were were devastating i mean with, you know the buyback requests were just you know overwhelming at some point uh kept kept the company going far longer than I should have and Got out of that in probably around two thousand and twelve and saw enormous opportunity in commercial real estate lending, which is very diverse um there's no there's so many different kinds of lenders there's so many different kinds of properties and and how does anybody know when you know know where to go because every lender underwrites according to their own guidelines there's nothing really standardized so you know was struck by that there wasn't really a search engine or a marketplace for people as as you would have in everything else you know you want to book an airline go online and and you got every airline in the world and every hotel in the world or whatever and and you can book it commercial real estate it's this black box for commercial real estate lending so we we've taken the mystery out of it uh we built a a database we got probably 750 plus lenders on we, you know, which represents about one hundred sixty eight thousand loan products, and our technology, we have search engine, which real live pricing will match the borrower the perfect lender. So we, you, you're aware of the golden rule, right? Who has the gold makes the rules. Of course. And we've we've actually got a we've got a, fo, a like a poster of the golden rule framed upside down in our office because up till now the the lenders had the gold and they've made the rules, but we really want to empower the consumer. So. Let the consumer select the lender they want that's got the terms that they want mm-hmm. opposed to the lender saying, right, these are my terms and let's see how I can fit you into my terms. It's been a great ride. Uh, we've been at it for about eight years now, funded you know, several hundred loans and uh, we're scaling. And actually, this is a phenomenal time for us because people are shopping online really because you know, with interest rates rising, a lot of uncertainty in the economy, it's just a great opportunity for us, so feel very blessed.
0: What an amazing story well, you know I think the the big the big thing in the room you know I, we've seen some bank failures and things like that what you know what's your take from your perspective because you're you're trying to match up lenders what's your take on the on the kind of uh, commercial world going forward here
2: you know clearly. I mean, things have changed. I mean, the, you know, a, a lot of lenders are tightening up their what we call their credit box. They their, their guidelines are tightening up. You know, maybe requiring a little more money down, better liquidity. Sometimes putting up a cash deposit. But the sky's not falling in. I mean, I love the media. They, they you know they'll they'll grab onto one statistic or one you know bad bit of news out there and it's like, oh my god everything's. But I guess that's how they they sell ratings, right? But you know. I think the also the exposure amongst the community banks has been overblown. I think some of those statistics that are thrown out there are far bigger. If I remember correctly, I'm just going by memory now. I think the overall exposure is something like 13 of of commercial real estate dates held by community banks and smaller banks. Uh, you know, bearing in mind you got your giants, you know, your big four or five that hold a huge amount as well. But then you got CMBS and and Fannie Freddie. So, I mean, there's clearly some exposure, but you know, we, we've obviously had the three fail. You know, there could be a few more that are a little shaky. But I think a lot of it is perception. I mean, if everybody yeah. thinks the sky's falling in, everybody pulls back, and and then the sky will fall in. So, you know, I, th- I think you know, there's f- certainly for us. I mean, this is a huge opportunity with rising interest rates, and we're busier than ever. And I think everybody's got to find the opportunity within every market people in in turbulent markets that's when people make the most money and those are the smart people that are looking for an opportunity and and saying you know where can i make money out of this potential opportunity out of this potential situation opposed to Oh my God, the sky's falling in and, and, you know, let's all go get a bunker and hunker down type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's,
0: yeah, it's funny. Cause I do another show and we talk about this and, you know, it was, I feel the same way you do, you know, they'll, they'll hook onto one statistic and then, oh, every bank is going to fail and, oh, there's this massive bubble in the, in the, you know, commercial space. The market will adjust yeah, it's whatever
2: yeah, now, it and, and, and it's, you know, there, there's certain segments. I mean, office buildings are probably one of the harder hit segments at the moment. But there's so many factors that come into play. Number one, you know, you had COVID, you had, um, you know, people really getting used to working at home and companies are yeah. finding it challenging getting people back into offices. And the hardest hits are these high rise towers, you know, mm-hmm. downtown, you know, big cities, LA, New York. San Francisco and then there's other there's other demographic issues which are affecting it you know as far as safety in certain cities etc so you know so i think and and then obviously rising interest rates doesn't help you know because a lot of commercial loans are short term mm. you don't have 30 year fixed rates they're 5 year 10 year so so a lot of these are coming up for renewal and with rising interest rates you generally have to generate more rental income in order to support Sure. the higher payment which a lot of these you know owners of of these larger buildings don't have so i think i think in certain segments you're going to see more defaults particularly in that region and and they're going to make headlines because they're going to be big numbers yeah but you know you know if you got a 500 million dollar office tower in the middle of manhattan that that fails it's going to hit the radar screen and all of a sudden you know it's like but but it's it's going to happen but you know what it's it's i think the underpinnings of the economy are still are still decent you know it's not it's nowhere near where we were in Oh no um so, so i think if if i can share any advice keep looking for the opportunity and and create your own reality i think to some extent
0: yeah absolutely so you know let's kind of zone back to to 2008 you know you you went through a pretty turbulent time. And and really for the next four years, I mean, you hung in there where other people didn't, you know, what advice can you have to, to other business owners that might find themselves in a similar situation to that?
2: You know, what I think is important and, and to some extent, you know, I held in longer than I should have. I should have probably read the tea leaves, sooner. it it was bigger than, than I thought it would be. And, and, My personality is I don't like to quit. I mean, I I hang on like a bulldog, and at times you do have to learn to quit. So, uh, you know, I I, th- I think clearly, you know, what's important is just to believe in yourself, mm-hmm. believe in what you're doing, and uh, and just focus and execute. But once again, you know, don't make the mistake that I made of. I think at some point, you know, reality sets in, and, and if clearly it's a lost cause, and and what's going on is way beyond your control and, and and just a lot bigger than you can manage. It's okay to throw in the towel. You know, you 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 live to fight another day. And I'm I'm living proof of that. You know, it, it was a devastating time for me. You know, I was riding, I was on top of the world, big company, you know, I thought I was bulletproof, and then and then these global economic factors came around, which yeah. l- literally it was a tsunami that that nobody could withstand and you know so so it happens and and you you realize it and it is what it is and you stop feeling sorry for yourself and you dust yourself off and just say right where's the next opportunity and with hindsight you know what i jeff i think it probably was the best thing that ever happened to me for two Mm -hmm. reasons number one i think it changed me as a person it it taught me that all the things weren't important the fancy cars and big houses and yeah it's great but you know, that that shouldn't define you. And secondly, it's given me this opportunity, which I feel is a lot bigger opportunity and certainly more fulfilling and rewarding. I mean, I'm having so much fun coming to work. And that's the important part. You know, enjoy what you're doing, have fun at what you're doing, and then the money will come. You know, once again, provided you in a real industry and and, and it yeah. does have opportunity. I mean, you know, that, that's, that's important. but And just because every day is a gift, you know, and, and it made me realize certainly from a financial and economic point of view and, and generally in life from your health, don't take anything for granted. You know, every, every day is a gift. And if you, you know, thank God I've got health and you've, you know, you're, you're in a position where you're building economic, you know, security, just be grateful and enjoy the ride. I think that's, that's really the key. That is awesome.
0: That's such a, and it's great advice. You know, and, and I think yeah. just wait, every day you wake up above ground is a good day.
2: It's a, <laughs> That's a good day. And, and and you know what? Lots of things are going to happen beyond your control, but how you react to them mm-hmm. is in your control. So ultimately you, you do have control of everything because you control your reaction and it either could be, you know, negative or, you know what? It is what it is. What's the best I can make out of this situation, and 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 you move on. And um, I'm a firm believer that if worrying and panicking and uh, you know did any good, I would worry and panic, but it doesn't. If anything, it debilitates you. You can't think clearly. You can't make the right decisions. I think you just got to strap yourself in and go for the ride. I think that's that's the key.
0: Absolutely. So you know when you did, when you kind of made that pivot in your life in two thousand and twelve and started to kind of refocus, was this you know the software that you guys developed and and your algorithms and everything else, was it something that you were able to take a software that existed before, or did you have to start from absolute ground zero
2: with? I started with a blank piece of paper. It was It was yeah. really a fun process. so you know having been in in residential lending for all those years, I understood lending. Okay. And I understood the fundamentals of lending. And obviously just the rules are slightly different in commercial, but but lending is lending. So it was really fun. So I, you know, I, I lived the life of the proverbial startup. I was you know, I was probably a little older than the majority of the Silicon Valley startup <laughs> guy. But but I, I um you know, I'd arrive at a little executive suite every morning in my sandals and shorts and t shirt and I design during the day. And I've got a phenomenal development team. We still have an office in India. I've got a great team in India, which we've had for eight years now. And then they would develop at night. And that went on for probably almost about a year hmm. uh, until we had the, the, you know, Comloan 101. Oh, actually, our platform is called Cupid. Hmm. And Cupid stands for Commercial Underwriting Pricing Index Data. And obviously, playing on the whole matchmaker thing that we're the, the cupid of commercial real estate oh, yeah. lending but it, it was just a great fun process and now eight years later obviously the platform is substantially different and has evolved tremendously since we we first launched and to watch it grow it, it sounds corny and and everybody uses term you know you're watching your baby yeah grow and yeah. and grow up and i guess it's now a teenager. Hopefully it doesn't behave like a teenager, but uh, <laughs> but but it's it's just it's just a great great thing to think. Oh my god, this literally started from just an idea. Mm-hmm. I was remember I was driving one down. I thought, my god, how does anybody know? Because I, I was involved in this commercial deal, and I was like, how did? Where do I go? How you know? How do I know what bank does what? And I said, there's got to be a search engine, and that was the. Nope. <laughs> I guess the inspiration, and eight years later, we ComLoan is alive and well, and and thriving and growing, and it, and which it's is absolutely awesome.
0: brilliant. And it, it, the some of the greatest ideas come from that very thing. How there's got to be something for this. Why is nobody well, well, thought of this?
2: Well, that's that. You know what? I, I was once asked. Um, I, I was at a venture conference. Uh, I was doing a presentation. What what was? You know, what is the key to, you know, a good startup and, and, you know, what are the key variables that you need to ensure you have in order to keep going? And 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 the first is you've got to be solving a problem. I mean, it's pointless creating something that's not solving a problem. So clearly we were solving a problem the second thing you have got to be in in a market that's scalable that's big enough you know if you have got such a tiny market yeah you can be solving a problem for for a handful of people but what's the point you're not going to really make money out of that and then you know as as long and you know so you you got to be solving a problem in a in a real in a sizable intri- in, industry and it's got to be a real market you know big yeah. sizable real market And if you meet those criteria, then you just got to keep going because you're going to get knocked down, you're going to get beaten up, and and you get all the naysayers, you know, particularly if you're doing something that's never been done before. I cannot tell you how many times I heard it can't be done. It's too complicated. It's too diverse. But that's the whole point of a marketplace of a search engine. When you have a complicated, diverse, you know, um, industry, You've got to organize the data in a, in a concise, systematic manner that will enable people to make a correct choice. And look what Amazon's done. I mean, they yeah. certainly that's a complicated market that they're in, all these different products. And, and it's just so consumer-centric. And, and I'll never forget a podcast that Jeff Bezos did, did back, oh, my God, I was in the 90s, and he, says, he said the Internet's great and technology's great. But the key is to focus on the customer experience. Hmm. And, and that's the key to, to success. Use technology to, to enhance that, that customer experience. That's really the key.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, for you, I mean, it, it, and you're absolutely true on this. It is such a complex market knowing where to go and what the lending standards are. You know, and the, God willing, you, you found that, you know, that source. Is that is the data that's out there that you guys compile? Is that you know commercially available, or is it something that you have to gather from each individual lender, or is there any other source of it?
2: There really is no other source. We we've mm-hmm. literally gathered that data lender by lender by lender. Uh, you know we've got our onboarding process down to a science where we can onboard a pretty complex lender with you know a lot of different products. Uh, within thirty minutes, good lord. Um, and and then and then all the data is kept current either by the lender or if if the lender hasn't gone to update their lending variables in ninety days, we reach out to them and, and ensure that it's all all accurate. But the the interest rates are kept current daily. And how we okay. do that is a lot of lenders link their rates to an index. You know okay. whether it's the the treasury or whatever that index is. And then every lender has a margin that they would add to that index, which is their lending rate. Mm-hmm. So we, they tell us what their margin is. And then our system pings the indices on a daily basis and we'll just update their rate. There's certain other rates like CMBS or Fannie Freddie, which which are really functions of how the bond markets perform. Mm-hmm. And we've written algorithms, which sort of mirror how uh, those respective entities would would price their loans. So the rates are current, so if if you ran a quote through our system, generally within an eighth to a quarter of a percent max, you, you're going to get current pricing on where the market's at on that particular product, which is which is really amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: How large of a the range of of product that you have available, uh, or or can source? How large of a deal will your software kind of handle in that?
2: You know, there's no real limit. It's it's okay. whatever our lenders on the system. I mean, generally our sweet spot is is a million to probably fifty million. Okay. I think when you start getting into and and I mean, we just got a seventy million dollar loan in. I think I I heard one of the guys tell me today. So I'm um, probably but 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 really generally once you get to the real big loans, they they become very structured. The capital stack's very structured. There's different forms of mes financing. And, and and you know, the, a lot of those deals are sort of negotiated around a com- conference room table. We're very mm-hmm. transactional. Yep. So you've got your debt component. You've got your equity component. And so, you know, generally your smaller transactions up to, you know, 30, 50 million is, is really where our speed spot is. We are starting to work on loans below a million dollars. We've got a beta going, which we call our small balance loans. That's a very underserved market because nobody mm. wants to touch those. But generally, unless you're using technology, you can't make money. They, you know, because exactly. of the loan size. And they and believe it or not, generally they're tougher to do. You know, you you've got borrowers that are generally first time. They they're not as well organized from a documentation point of view as this very seasoned real estate investor who's, you know, who's buying a twenty million dollar property and owns another five twenty million dollar property so they've you know this, this the, you know they they've been to that movie before but it's a it's a great market it's underserved and uh we're looking to to be able to um to service that market as well
0: I love that well and it you know once again it's a when you can find those underserved markets like that and and come up with a good solution that's cost effective for those banks to to do the business. I, uh, it's that's a huge, huge, huge benefit to the world. So thank you for doing that.
2: Right. Right.
0: Well, let's, uh, let's transition to the fast five questions now. So, first question you wake up in the morning, business is gone. You have 500 bucks in your pocket, laptop, computer, place to live. What are you going to do first?
2: Well, well, I'll probably get used to eating ramen for a while. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like for 500 bucks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I, I think, I think the, the, you know, pretty much just what I said, I, you know, I would sit and say, right, where do I believe there's a problem to be solved? Where, where, where is there a gap that where the consumer is being underserved by virtue of there not being an efficient, an efficient uh, model or or solution for them in, in whatever they, whatever that, that particular situation is. So to determine that make, secondly, I would make sure that it was something in a large enough environment that's scalable. And then I'd say, all right, let's start planning. And, and obviously, you know, with $500, I would have to run out and raise some capital to, to put it all together. But, but I think that's, that's really what I would do because, you know, being busy and just whatever you do, you you got so many hours in a day, and you got to make sure it counts. And if you want to build economic freedom, you got to be putting your energies into a direction that ultimately will give you economic freedom. So that's why you know I, w- I wouldn't go and I mean I wouldn't go and look for a job. I'd say All right, where's my where's my next opportunity, and and let's figure out and do this.
0: Yeah, the, the old Grant Cardone. I want to know, I come to town, I want to know who's got my money.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: What's the exactly. biggest business mistake that you've ever made?
2: I think the biggest business mistake I made was not throwing in the towel when Countrywide and all the other big guys did virtually immediately. I guess I underestimated the the size of the collapse and overestimated my abilities, maybe. Um, yeah, that, that was a huge mistake. I, I, um, I, I shouldn't have kept going as long as I did.
0: Yeah. Well, you learned, and and I think you I came learned. out better in the. Uh, I think you came out better Absolutely. in the end because you de risked yourself massively.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You can still participate
0: Absolutely. in the in the world. You just don't participate with all the risk attached to it. So.
2: Exactly. I learned a lot.
0: Absolutely. What is a good book that you would recommend for our audience?
2: You know, probably one of the best books that I've ever read, which is a classic, is um, Jim Collins' Good to Great. Yep. I think that, you know, a lot of those fundamental principles all these years later still apply. Uh, I just think it's a great read. Just, uh, and, you know, it sort of looked at, you know, what really what defines us, what are those core components that are common to every really good company opposed to mediocre companies. I love that book. Yeah, you you hit
0: it right on the nail head. What's a tool yeah. that you use in your business every day that you might recommend to others?
2: Well, you know what I think is critical is 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 communication and building a culture in in a business that there's no secrets and empowering your team. So what we do is we do daily huddles it's like almost like a it's a quick zoom call and and we used to do it with the whole team on every call and now we've sort of had to segment it just because the team's getting bigger but we do once a week a a all-in call with the whole company where we go through key metrics that we we're following and it it really covers the full spectrum from the origination team to the the fulfillment or processing team through marketing etc and and i think what it does it really empowers and and really keeps the entire company engaged Mm. and and that the company takes ownership so i I think that's a phenomenal tool and then as part of that we we you know read off our guiding principles which really what what is it that defines us as an organization and i think very often somebody in some hr tower will put together that you know these this is our mission this is our values and and it gets stuck into a drawer somewhere, and just dust it off if they want to show it to somebody. But we really try to live it. You know, we will read out one of our core values every week, and and really try and embrace it and live it. And and I think that that is is really a, just a phenomenal tool because you know no one individual can build a great company. It takes just a lot of really good people that are all. Playing to the same sheet of music and are all in sync, and and believe believe in the vision and believe in what you're doing. And um, I just feel blessed. I got a great team, just phenomenal, phenomenal people that make me look good every day. Well, that's that us as CEOs.
0: That's the biggest challenge of it all is keeping it running. And you know, it just I all I have to do is look good out front. In most exactly. cases, yeah, exactly. everything else is running behind me. I don't have to worry about that piece of it. So fantastic! Exactly. What a great answer too. That's that's I usually you get some kind of tech answer or some low tech thing, but that I, yeah. I love it. That's a great tool. Um, yeah, to keep the company going. So, last question: yeah. What is your definition of freedom?
2: I, th- I think my definition of freedom is getting up in the morning. And going to do something you really enjoy doing, mm-hmm. just to 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 have that purpose, to feel challenged, to feel um, excited, and 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 excitement could come from dealing with issues and problems, and you know it doesn't all have to be unicorns and rainbows. I mean, mm-hmm. but but being excited is getting up and and wanting to to do something special and, and to change, you know, to change, to leave something behind that ultimately is going to make a difference. Um, so, so yeah, freedom is, is waking up every day with a purpose and, and excitement for what's ahead that, that to me, I, I consider freedom
0: I love it. That's such a great answer, too. So, you, you've you knocked them all the cover off the ball on all of them today.
2: I appreciate uh, Mitch,
0: it. If somebody wants to find out more about Comloan, where's the best place to go?
2: Well, our website, which is comloan.com, C O M M, two M's, L O A N.com. Mm-hmm. You know, look at, you know, fiddle around on the site. And, um, you know, it's I think it's pretty self explanatory. If if you are in the process of looking for a commercial loan, um, just you can click on the button and get a quote. Something that's really exciting, we're just starting to open up our platform for loan originators. So we're bringing on loan originators. Up till now, it's been Consumer Direct. Okay. Uh, we're actually doing a launch in Dallas at uh, the end of the month. So if you're a loan originator and you're looking at a life-changing event, a commercial loan originator, I must, I must add, and you're really looking at really changing your life we we've got a phenomenal model for originators go to comloan.com and you can click on um become a loan originator and you'll you'll find out more about it I love it fantastic my friend well thank you for being on All the right. show and sharing
0: your story today it was wonderful I wish you uh, absolute success i mean you i, I don't have to cuz you're already super successful with this but uh, it's exciting to hear how the product continues to develop and improve all along. So thank you for
2: sharing well, your time today and story. Well, appreciate it, Jeff. And uh, we'll we'll hopefully keep in touch.
0: Absolutely. And folks certainly reach out to their company. If, you, if you're in the hunt for a commercial loan, they're the first sh- the place you should go to. And always make sure that you subscribe to the channel, hit that little notification button, because we put these things out on a, very rapid basis. And you want to make sure you stay informed every time we're putting up a new show for you. So thanks a lot for joining us today. And we will see you back here the very next time.
1: Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast.